0: Hello boys and ghouls, and welcome to an alarming episode where we take a look at The Purge series of films as they ask and answer, what would happen if all crime was legal for one night a year? From the home invasion thriller that started it all, to its shoot-'em-up sequels, The Purge Anarchy, and The Purge Election Year. We go all the way to the first purge, which was actually the fourth purge. So lock your doors and listen close as we present the 71st episode of Boys and Ghouls, all about the purge. You want to see something really scary? They come from the
1: bowels of hell. A transformed race of walking dead. Zombies, exploding heads. Psychos, fanatics, oh. murderers, nutcases. Now, do we all agree that what we are dealing with is vampires? I know
0: that one of you is a
1: werewolf. Ain't nothing but dead folks. I want to kill you. You ever talk to a corpse? Satan is our pal. It's boring.
0: Because ah, I I was thinking like I should learn a toast, you know? Um, it seems
1: like a thing that gentlemen do.
0: Sort of a prepared one with like a rhyme in it and you know sure. just sort of always in my head. Maybe like something, out, something Irish.
1: Yeah, it's very charming. Uh, I have to say, if someone had asked me, who do you know that would be the most likely to have a great, charming, clever toast at the ready? Mm-hmm. I would say uh, Marshall, no question.
0: Thank you. Um, I'm just going to move this a little this You're way. Sure. Catman Crothers.
1: <laughs> yes, Marshall.
0: Spooky Gab. You sent me an address and you were like, go check out this guy's house.
1: I have not brought this up again because I was like, I don't want to ask him because I I hope he's saving it for Spooky Gap. But he did not mention a word to to me about it after I sent him on this excursion. So I'm like, did he forget or is he saving it? And I just kept my mouth I think I went within
0: a few hours after you sent it to me.
1: I'm so thankful. All right. So I texted you one day, a couple of weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and I said...
0: Check this house out. Maybe we can talk about it for Spooky Gab. Here's yeah. the address.
1: Yeah, and you said, do you want to tell me what I'm going to see? I'm not even sure I said it was a house. I think I just gave you an address.
0: That's true. I said In a residential area. I
1: said, might you have occasion to stop by Studio City? Is it very out of your way? And you said, as a matter of fact, I'm headed to XYZ today. I could stop by. What's going on? And I said, I'm going to give you an address. I think there's something that you should see. And I think I also said... I don't think you know about this, because if you did, you would have certainly told me. And you were like, hmm, a mystery.
0: Okay, and it was a guy with a lot of cool stuff on his house. Yeah. Also, I think, like, he was laying down flagstones or something. I think there was a bit more construction when I went than when you were there? No.
1: No, okay, you also was saw It like the construction. that when I saw it. And I was there at night. Like, it was full dark.
0: I was there middle of the day. I have
1: not been there middle of the day. It's on my list of things to do. Um, But we noticed, because immediately... Literally was just walking by the house with some friends on our way back from drinks or something through some neighborhoods. And we were like, what the holy mess is that? So I then looked up the address online and saw that a lot of people call this like the Dinosaur House in Studio City. And I saw pictures of it during the day that also did not feature that construction. So I think that construction is new. Something's going on. Okay. So it'll be
0: nice to check out without the construction, see what it actually should look like.
1: The first thing we noticed when we were going by was that there was something on the roof and that it had like red eyes and that there were lights. And we were like, what is this? Okay,
0: that's an experience I did not get Uh because I went midday.
1: Yeah. And there's a dinosaur on the roof, if I remember correctly.
0: I think there's a dinosaur in front of one of the windows.
1: I think there were multiple dinosaurs. And then there's like a sign next to the front door about dragons. And it's just, it's a house that you wonder how the neighbors feel about it. Yeah. But I hope that it gave you some smiles in your heart to drive up to it and go, whoa.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of like, what's happening here? And what will it look like when the front yard isn't all torn up?
1: Yeah, I wonder if they're preparing for October.
0: Or just laying down some flagstone.
1: Maybe. But surely a place like that must put in some extra effort in October. Like, if that's their year-round aesthetic. Oh, I'd like to think. Right? Yeah.
0: I mean, I've, I've been burned before. Mm. I found, like, the address of a professional, not magician, but a guy who makes tricks for magicians. Mm-hmm here in Burbank, and I was like, I bet you he's got a crazy front yard display. And I went there, like, on Halloween, and nothing. Mm. And I told you in another episode how I went by um, Bob Burns' home. Yes. Right? Because he used to have the greatest Halloween displays. Like, they were written up in magazines. Yeah. And I went by on a Halloween evening, and there was, like, a cool pumpkin. I sent you a picture of it. Yeah. Made to look like Vincent Price. but Yes. Besides that, its glory days were all wrapped up. So
1: yeah.
0: I'd like to... You know what? The <laughs> fire hasn't gone out. I'd like to go past this house again in a couple of months Yes. when Halloween is in full swing.
1: As we're recording this, it is early August and I am already catching that bug. It's happening. It always happens this time of year. I'm starting to feel it and it's getting real difficult. Halloween is coming. October's coming. <laughs> Time for the annual Boar. purge has it commenced? What am
0: I up to for three? Apparently, there's six. Boar. Six
1: oh, okay. in the beginning, no, they gotta have enough time to cut to everyone's faces,
0: yeah. <laughs> and then when it's over, there's seven. Apparently,
1: well, I was thinking, like, okay, it starts at 6 p.m., doesn't it? Or seven,
0: seven. Oh, so why, why six? Are there are
1: only six. Ugh, Could... I never thought to count them. Um,
0: anyways, hey, folks, we're covering the purge. <laughs> And I think our next hour of conversation will prove that it's got some ups and downs, but something that you can never take away from it is the effectiveness of that. Oh my goodness. It's not a train whistle. It's not a fog horn. It's not a police siren.
1: Do they play that noise at Halloween Horror Nights? In the, um, they do. They do. So, I and, think- and
0: even not having seen the Purge films, and let me say that previous to this month... Neither cat or I have watched any of the Purge films.
1: Um, I'd seen the first one uh, a couple of times. Okay, yeah. good,
0: good. But well, um, I-, I guess
1: I was just going to say that I feel pretty affected by the movies, and I feel like now going to—I'm sure there will be another iteration of that at Horror Nights. I feel like that noise means something a little different to me now. It makes me genuinely makes more. me anxious.
0: It never seems to be coming from right where the people are, mm. like you assume. There's like speakers. Just right. set up all over town,
1: like a storm siren. Or yeah,
0: like, yeah, like a storm yeah. siren, or mm-hmm. just like there's one at City Hall and another at the fire right. station, and one down at the post office, because they never seem to be right next to wherever our main characters are. Mm. It's always off in the distance,
1: mm. or just coming from the television.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, because the television's it it People always
1: always watching the television
0: follows the yeah. you know, this is not a test. Right. This is the commencement of the purge. All crime, including murder, mm-hmm. they really punch that.
1: Yeah, they
0: really do. Will be legal for 12 hours. I
1: would posit that they probably punch the murder part because that's what they are hoping for more than anything. Yeah. Is murder. Really? They being the NFFA, the new founding fathers of America.
0: I would think that just to, like property destruction could uh, get out your yayas. If yeah, you're feeling pent
1: up. I don't think ultimately up. it's about getting out your yayas. Not That's maybe true. for the people. You know I'm not saying people don't get that out of it. it but I think of... ultimately it's about purging the population. Yeah. Um, and the government creating a situation where they can facilitate that. So Especially
0: if you watch the sequels. Yes. And there's not, well, there's not always continuity of logic within a single film
1: mm-hmm.
0: for Purge. These are flawed films. <laughs> sure. But yeah. they're all thinkers in their own way. And they're all fun in their own way and effective, but going movie to movie, The Purge itself, The Night of the Purge, kind of takes on different meanings.
1: And isn't that, from a 30,000-foot view, my Broad thoughts. broadest takeaway has been like like a genuine appreciation for the franchise as a whole, because, like you said, there's some inconsistencies, they are flawed, but the films are so different, and I appreciate that they're all part of the same narrative and world though they're so different
0: there's people listening who don't know what the purge is uh Mm. cat do you want to tell them what happens in the near future
1: yes so it is the near future when did the first the
0: first was like 2023
1: so okay so the world was in well i'm sorry america was in turmoil i think it's implied, and I will try not to get too heavy-handed with this, but I just think you can't ignore it, that their is experiencing a bit of a division similar to now, literally currently as we speak. Crime is on the rise, poverty is on the rise, and this new political party gets instated into power. They don't really super-duper go over how that happened. It's they just, got a lot know, of
0: big promises. Yeah,
1: big promises. And they're the NFFA, the New Founding Fathers of America. They have instituted this uh um, For about event. a decade. Yeah. It's been going on for about a decade as we meet our first characters in this franchise in the um, original film. And once a year, for 12 hours, all crime, including murder, is legal. Certain politicians of a high enough ranking yeah. are immune. They
0: don't really say how that ranking works, but...
1: Right, and they say class 4 weapons and below are allowed.
0: Whatever that so is. There's
1: some, yes, they don't explain it, but I think that's okay. Sure. Just the idea is that they have drawn some lines there's in the sand. There's a couple
0: of lines, but besides that... All crime is legal right. for 12 hours.
1: And importantly, emergency services, including ambulances, police, firefighters, are unavailable. So, this is the world that America is now. And the idea behind it is that humans need an outlet for their rage, I think we're to understand, you know, humans have this like innate,
0: we walk around angry,
1: we walk around angry, frustrated at our jobs. And that if we give the populace clearly defined time to commit these crimes that they want to commit, go kill their neighbor for letting a dog shit on their lawn, all these things, then the rest of the time, people won't need to do it. And as it turns out, it seems like it works.
0: Crimes down, the economy's up.
1: That's right. Yeah. So
0: after 10 years of that, The world's good, crime's down, it's just this one day a year where things get really hairy.
1: Which is something that I think about throughout watching these films, is like, I get the concept, I accept the premise, that's such a cool idea. But then I think, especially at the end of each of these films, I go like, how do people not go through, and maybe they do have PTSD, all year long. Like, yeah. the trauma that's inflicted on the well, survivors. It I'm like, doesn't, How do you, and then you only have, you have 364 days and I have to do it all again. I can't run around chopping people's heads off one day a year and then sleep well the rest of the time.
0: In the slightest of broad views, it really doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up as far as if it's supposed to be good for the economy, but...
1: How much money and damages and, and property damages, damage. And yeah,
0: lost lives and, like... You go to open your factory the next day and half your workers are gone. All got purged out the night before. That's a great
1: point. That's not really conducive to economic stability. It
0: really, really isn't. What it is, however, in this day of mass communication and cell phones and the world's just getting a smaller and smaller place, how do you have a good thriller? Mm. There's only so many cabins in the woods, you know, to guarantee that the police aren't going to come. There's only so many ways you can lose your cell phone and not get a message out. There's not a lot of places, spaces Mm. in this world that you can't call for help from. So, okay. If you want to have a solid home invasion film, which part one is, you got to figure out a way to get them off on their own. But this premise, this very large America-wide concept, is that the police won't be coming, the fire won't be coming, and your neighbors are locked in their own homes. Mm -hmm because it's a night where all crime is legal.
1: The Purge
0: not only contains societal violence to a single evening, but the countrywide catharsis creates psychological stability by letting us release the aggression we all have inside of us.
1: Once I started researching for this episode, I realized a lot of people don't love the first film. They're very critical of it. You know, the reasoning, I think, for a lot of it is, well, it doesn't deliver on the premise, right?
0: That just says how great the premise is.
1: Well, sure. That they
0: just want more.
1: Right. But I also kind of feel like for a smaller film with a smaller budget, yes, it's a big concept they're tackling. But to me, the idea of all the things that are going on outside that everyone's like, I just want to see it. For me, I was like, that made it even scarier just imagining what it was like out there. Sure. Pete from Northern Virginia, what's your purge plan? I'm gonna hunt down my boss. That son of a bitch has it coming. Ethan Hawk. he's our main guy. He works for a company that manufactures home security systems. He yeah. lives in a very, very big, very nice house in a very, very nice neighborhood with his beautiful, pristine family. And he makes a lot of money. He made the most sales that year mm-hmm. of home security systems. And these are home security systems they are not just alarms. they like steel doors on your windows. They are
0: purge specific That's security right. systems for we, those who can afford it. And in the sequel, we got to see what the poorer people do, yeah. which is just like reinforce their door. They put up a big piece of plywood and they say, well, yeah. let's hope it holds
1: horrifying prospects. So our family who think they are safe become unsafe as the son sees on their security cameras. He sees this man in the street, bloody kinda of beaten up, yelling for help. And while I do think like, yeah, the other movies kind of took off with this concept, I do think it's important that the man in the street is a black man being sure. hunted down by a pack of young, rich white people.
0: Just as we get little glimpses as to what's we going on in the rest of the world, too, I
1: believe they say, yeah.
0: This is a microcosm it's in itself totally. for this not yet realized world that yes. we haven't seen yet.
1: So he's begging for help, and Lord knows how he wound up in this neighborhood. Maybe they brought him there, and then he. That's got that's
0: loose. another thing. This is supposed to be a gated community, and all of the what the movie behind the scenes refers to as the freaks, yeah. which is the young people in masks. Mm-hmm. They seem to take care of their purging in this neighborhood. Right. So they have to import homeless people?
1: That's my logic, I guess. Especially considering the kind of world we find in the later films where the rich people are rounding up people and like auctioning them off. But at any rate, there's a man in the streets saying, someone help me please. And the son, just feeling empathy for his fellow human, Mm -hmm. pushes a button to open the door
0: he's a gentle soul
1: he is and he says come in you know hurry and the guy runs into their house which unfortunately is a catalyst for all that follows which is that this group of i guess they call them freaks referred to as freaks in like the script they would be referred to as freaks Mm -hmm. right so this group of young white rich people dressed in kind of
0: uh, kind of parodies of themselves or parodies of their parents yeah their leader seems to be in a boarding school uniform
1: sure the girls are in like baby some of them like baby doll dresses. What was dressing? it I thought
0: it was just like nightgowns, well, like, sure. like older women's nightgowns.
1: Or childish, to, who know? Like it, to me it projects innocence.
0: And the masks are sort of like Laura Bush masks for the women. Mm-hmm. Just like very angular features, sure. very well coiffed.
1: Mm-hmm. Plastic I like that your mind went to Laura Bush, that's funny.
0: Hairdo, yeah. Cuz I think Marilyn Quail would have been a bit of a reach. <laughs> But the guy, he's got a very waspy mask Mm -hmm. with like blonde hair and angular features. Mm -hmm. And then when he takes it off, he looks exactly like the mask.
1: We are some fine, young, very educated guys and gals. We've gotten gussied up in our most terrifying guises as we do every year, ready to violate Annihilate and cleanse our souls. So they show up to the home of Ethan Hawk and his family, and they say to the camera on the front porch, You don't, you have, what does he say, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? You
0: have hour. until our truck arrives, basically. Yeah, we
1: have a truck that will lay waste to your impermeable air quotes security system. We can get into your house. So you better let him go. Give us what we need. We need to purge. Let us. Um, they are. F- at says, the mouth we to need kill to a guy. We need to purge. We need to exercise the right afforded to us by our government. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're very enthusiastic. And the creepy thing is they smile. Especially the actor who plays that lead guy who gives them that speech. I gotta say, when I first saw this movie, I was shaken by that. I thought he was so good. He's very do. effective. He's very frightening. He's Australian. He is.
0: Please just let us purge.
1: So it does kind of evolve into this bloody, violent thing there's a lot of
0: well there's a lot of cat and mouse in the dark which why'd they cut the power it's like find this guy you've got half an hour now find him in the dark
1: well i think there is some pleasure that the freaks take in making it more difficult i mean you know about
0: as much pleasure as the screenwriter takes
1: Totally, I hear you, and maybe I'm just trying to be overly apologetic because I've developed a real affection for these movies, but I think the other thing that these films explore besides just like, oh, people want to murder each other, is kind of the darkest parts of what humans are capable of, not just murder, but like sadism. Taking pleasure in somebody's pain and taking pleasure in playing with your food, in a sense, the cat and mouse of it all. And I think genuinely... They're happy with either outcome. They're like, hey, if you're scrappy enough to hunt him down, we'll take a lot of pleasure in you handing him over. But guess what? If you can't find the guy, we'll come in after you. And that'll work, too. We've never killed a
0: wasp family of four before. Right.
1: That'll be fun. So to me, that's extra disturbing. If that makes sense, where it's like, they don't really care. They just want to kill. And this presents a bit of a challenge, but also an opportunity. And it, that really like creeps me out in a big way. Those freaks outside are coming in. They have chains on the doors and windows. We're going to pull them off and come inside. Maybe you were right.
0: No, I I wasn't right about anything. Even if the power was still on. And I guess this is just, well, one screenwriting, but as a character trait, The fact that he has no cameras in the house, all Mm. the cameras are outside of the house, says a lot about what he thinks about his own life and his own family and his own luck and his own chances at things, Mm -hmm. that you only need cameras and protections going this one direction.
1: Which is very interesting because you're making me think of the fact that, as you said, they support the Purge. Sure. They put their little flowers out. Think about how much the Purge has done for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. But part of believing in the purge, Mm -hmm. right, and this comes into play later in election year, is believing in its inherent goodness. So if you are not practicing what you preach, how much do you really believe in it, right? So for him, he's like, yeah, we believe in it. We believe it's important. But all your cameras are facing outward because all those people are dangerous. But your home is tidy and perfect and nothing could go wrong. So you don't feel the need to turn them on yourself until it doesn't, right? Yeah.
0: At a certain point, he's kind of blind in his own home. (gasps) Oh! Cause he is kinda of blind in his own home. Whoa, he's detached Marshall, from his kids. This is deep. His marriage isn't as great as he'd like it to be, considering financially how well they're doing. His daughter certainly doesn't like him. Everything yeah,
1: she's a teenager.
0: Yeah. She's got a boyfriend who decides now's the time to try to kill her dad. We didn't mention that. It just introduces another gun into play. Sure. And allows for a nice moment of tension. Yeah. Because he's like I what's their name? It starts with an S. I forgot. The family name. But Let's he's say like it.
1: Sanderson? Sir? Something? So, swim, swummy. Sli,
0: slippy, slappy, swimming, swimming, swanson, swan, swanson? It doesn't flow well, whatever no. it is. Yeah. Um. He's like, hey, Mr. Ethan Hawk. And he's like, just pulls out a gun. He decides that's the best way to uh, date the daughter. Whatever the name is, apparently later, maybe in election year, but I've read that you can see an alarm system that's like his name.
1: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just, that's very exciting. Yeah. Um,
0: such and such alarms.
1: Sandin. I was way off. <laughs> I knew it started with an S, though. I enjoy the original Purge film, which came out in 2013.
0: And the reason I didn't watch it was because I recognized it as being a home invasion film. And I was, like a lot of other people, I was like, oh, what a concept. Crime's legal for 12 hours. Mm. Uh, but they don't leave their house. Pash. <laughs>
1: Interesting. You know, that and never then when, bothered the, me. when the
0: sequels came out, well, upon watching it, I'm sure it would have been fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I just watched other things For instead. Sure. Yeah. And then the sequel came out, and I was like, well, I never saw the original. So that kept me from seeing the sequels. And then um, I have a horror movie podcast, so here we are. Here we are.
1: <laughs> well, let's talk about the second film. Traffic is building rapidly downtown as citizens rush to get home before commencement. If you're not purging, we advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war out there.
0: I am reminded of when we cover the Alien films and the difference between Alien and Aliens from a horror film to an action film. A lot of it was just a matter of how armed and what resources do the potential victims have from one to the next.
1: I think it's important to, uh, and the second film came out a year later, so they were really on it. On its heat. But I think it's important to note the posters, the difference in the posters between the first and the second film. Please. So the first film, I'm going to show you, Marshall, which you'll be like, oh, okay, sure. This is the poster for the original Purge.
0: All right. It's the mask, and you can tell it's a mask, and it's yeah. like grinning.
1: Yeah. It's very All close right, up. That does look it's familiar. dark. Okay.
0: So that's showing you the threat.
1: Yeah. Um, of the Purge. Here is where I feel like they knew going into the second film something about the franchise that would continue through what is now the fourth film.
0: Well, this one's an American flag with the stripes made of weapons. Yeah.
1: So it's the Purge Anarchy poster, and there may be multiple posters, but this is the one I remember.
0: Tagline, An American Tradition. An
1: American Tradition. (laughs) Who knows if it's something that they felt like the audience wanted to see or would respond to or if it was just their whatever. But they're like, we're going to lean hard into America. This is a summer movie. They're like, this is America, if you will. Like, this is this dystopia. We're really digging in now. And I think that's interesting. We're
0: taking the broader picture with this one. All the stuff Giving
1: you what you wanted, all you whiners. remember
0: all the good The Purge does. Starting with one of the main characters, and then it turns into one of my main problems. (laughs) And it's only a problem you have watching it the first time, which is the guy later referred to as Sergeant, at least in the credits. Hmm. And later he got a name in the next film.
1: Are you talking about Frank Grillo's character? Frank
0: Grillo's character. I thought he was supposed to be a regular guy. Out for revenge, Mm. because it's not revealed. It's hinted at that maybe he's army or like like the bloody stranger from the first one, who later gets the name Dante in future films.
1: Mm. Oh, you read that trivia?
0: The guy who comes in, the guy who's hurt, uh huh, the bloody stranger.
1: He became.
0: Yeah, he's in uh, two and three.
1: Weird. I did not make that connection. Wow. Okay, that makes me like. Everything even more. Okay. Okay. Ahead. Sorry. That just. It, he doesn't get a name till the third one. Right by me. Where he, okay. he's a revolutionary. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Didn't yeah, realize that. That's was, him. From the Same first guy. One. Wow. Okay. Having a moment here.
0: Okay. He's got dog tags, if nothing You're talking else. You about Frank Grillo. No. Or
1: Dante. Okay. The The Bloody, the, Stranger. The Bloody Stranger has Dante. dog tags. Mm. So
0: later, when he's handling a gun quite well and, you know, has fighting skills, it doesn't come out of nowhere because he's got dog tags. Mm. Ergo, in movie speak at least. Yeah. That didn't mean that he was just, you know, peeling potatoes mm-hmm. during his service. It means he's got skills. Yeah. Okay. If you see those in a film, yeah. it implies skills.
1: I thought you were trained for combat. Yeah, yeah, I was. But I ain't never
0: been in it. No badge, no photo on the wall, nothing to tell us that he was SWAT. Mm-hmm. Later when we meet him in election year, he's like a Secret Service kind of guy. You're
1: talking now about Frank Grillo. Sorry, yes,
0: now on. I'm talking about Frank Grillo, okay. who Gril- lacked...
1: Grillo. Grillo. Not Gorillo, yeah. Like, grill? Grill? Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah.
0: Frank. Frank. (laughs) Frank to friends. I don't know how much of a reveal it was supposed to be when, at the end, the guy refers to him as Sergeant like he knows who he is. Mm. He's like, uh, I knew how to find you, Sergeant. And I'm just like, okay, thank you. Because everyone's armed in this film. A lot of the point of it is these people go around normal every other day of the year, but they turn into... Combat psychos one night a year. So I was having real trouble believing he could become this much of a badass in the time. Backstory: his son was killed by a drunk driver. Right. And now he's out for revenge on Purge night. He's going to take advantage of this night to go and possibly, probably kill the guy who killed his son and got away on a technicality. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, he's going through the Purge like Rambo. And because they never set him up as anything but a civilian, I'm just like, am I supposed to believe that? Ele- like, even if he went like right from the funeral to the gym to the firing range, how's he going to be like this in 11 months? I and it
1: didn't think about it.
0: Bothered me for the whole film. I hear them you. Them turning regular guy into Superman.
1: With powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men.
0: Okay, so the different people get together. There's a couple who are played by a real husband and wife. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're being targeted by some like hoodlums in like a panel truck mm-hmm. and some motorcycles.
1: Ultimately, for the purpose of like being auctioned off to rich people. Yes. Finally, find later.
0: Money is well important in the last one. Also, mm-hmm. you can money is king. You can say all, all you want about faux patriotism and entitlement and all the psychological window dressing they put around the purge. But at the end of the day, it's money. It's like why the neighbors came over. They were like, we were jealous of all your money. Yeah. Uh, You know, the rich kids are like, you're one of the halves."
1: And the overarching idea that's introduced in election year... A little bit in part two, but more in election year and then in the first purge that the government has orchestrated all of this to get rid of populations that are dragging down in their mind the economy. So like people who are drawing government benefits, who aren't contributing, who are all that stuff. And because ideally, then there'd be more money to go around if there are less people.
0: And to that end, what's like the very first shot of the purge anarchy? It's money. It's just like a few bills being put down for tip (laughs) for the waitress.
1: (laughs) I didn't
0: think about that. Just a big old close-up. And later, when they're just at the grocery store, the couple, there's just a big old close-up on, like, handing cash over to the register. Mm. And it's just, like, money.
1: But you were saying they come out... they're going to their car and to me this really creeped me out turns
0: out their power steering line was cut but
1: you said they're being targeted but like we know that because these people like show up and they're like in their faces in masks in the parking lot when the purge is about to start it's (sighs) like an
0: hour before purge and these guys are just like psyching themselves up for a, a night of well we later learn kidnapping
1: One thing I did appreciate about being out in the world and then finally delivering on that premise, promise, premise, Uh is the world building that starts to happen. The nuggets that you get about, like, what would be possible or what would happen. What kinds of people are out. Bodies are hanging, which makes Halloween Horror Night stuff more rich because I feel like there were things I didn't appreciate having not seen. That stuff would have meant more to me, I guess. Um, I digress.
0: I progress over to... (laughs) They really, like, I get it. You got to keep the characters together. But the idea that, like, he loses his car and then there's so much emphasis put on, like, I will take you to your friend and then she'll give me a car. Yep. Like, it's purge night. Steal you, a car. You've spent a year making yourself Superman. You can't hotwire a car. Right. Or did he, you know, learn all these other skills? Well, That's turns really out he was point. some kind of a police officer or something before. And I guess they don't teach stealing cars but you'd think, for all, the, all really the skills think. he has... That Why he's
1: so desperate for a car, the only way he can get one is if her friend gives him a car.
0: Yeah, that yep. on Purge Night of all nights, there's only one car available to him. Yeah. But, An excellent okay. point, Marshall. Quick to forgive. Because it takes me to, I'll say it, my favorite scene of the whole Ooh, four films. Go on. Which is when they're in the apartment. Now, you know, oh. if this plays on what you know about life... And also what you know about movies and also what you know about purge films in order to build tension. You know that the movie's not over. Something's gonna come in Because
1: they're in a quote unquote safe oh, house.
0: They're in a safe place. They've made it they to the waitress's co-worker's home, her good friend, her dad's there.
1: They're eating, they're drinking. They're
0: eating, they're drinking. And you know the other like something's gonna happen, right? It has to. It's not so on the nose to be like everyone's got a gun or anything. And it's not like one of those action or horror tropes where specific threats get introduced. It's much more subtle than that. There's the overly hospitable,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, trope. Where it's like someone's super hospitable and they want to get your guard down or they want to get you drunk or maybe there's something in the wine. But they're just like, hey, come on, mi casa, su casa. Eat, drink. The well, brother-in-law it's comes in. A little in too cheerful. And either. he's all camoed out. And they're like, don't worry about him. I was going to go purge, but I kind of lost my nerve. I was kind of, he just wanted to see what it was like. And he's like, but I got too chicken and I came in. It's like, okay, but still like what's with him. Mm-hmm. And then the sister's a little touchy and then the coworkers just a little too gregarious. And then it touched on my button of like, all right, I've never been in a danger situation like that, but I have been in situations where people more gregarious than me quote want me to loosen up hmm. you know mm-hmm. hey why aren't you drinking why aren't you eating why aren't you dancing i'm like i don't know i'm trying to have a conversation right I and, could re- and
1: they won't stop poking at you about it yeah and there's a sense that like they need you to be vulnerable for yeah. them for their amusement or pleasure and you're just like can't
0: why you can't have you a, you let a good go? time on your own
1: yeah
0: right exactly yeah and she's getting a little drunker and she's taking a few more pills and just because of your knowledge of movies and because this movie is only about halfway through something's going to happen. Where's it going to come from? Right. And where it comes from... Pretty cool. ...is the sister starts shooting the other sister. And then just like, oh, no! Because there's
1: been an affair going on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that, like, purging is not limited to crazies and masks. It's not limited to shadowy government troops sent to thin out the population. A real idea of entitlement goes through all of the Purge films. Mm. And, um... The superintendent who comes in he's like it's my right like yeah. he's gonna rape them both
1: it's the right afforded it's to right. me by my government let me exercise my right to purd
0: and that's what the sister says it echoes too. the
1: it's my right to bear arms it's like the people who are so vehemently second amendment that like it gets a little creepy you're like whoa
0: and when you put god and country so close together yeah it's like god gave me this gun that's right and so she shoots her sister, and what she got to say about it, she's like, it's my right afforded to me by the government to shoot my sister, who was, like, having an affair with her husband. And you think, like,
1: bad blood in families is a thing all the time, so why wouldn't people in families that seem relatively happy find a way to shoot each other up? They do it even when there's not a purge, so yeah, worse. And yeah. The, the scene
0: wasn't as tense as, like, the Boogie Night scene, the Sister Christian oh, scene. Oh, God. But it was really in its own ways. Like you can't leave. There's a purge going on outside and things are just a little hinky. Not a lot hinky. Yeah. Like they they didn't go in and everyone's wearing bloody aprons. (laughs) It's not, it's not on the nose, (laughs) but it's just turning the screws just a little bit. In a movie series where things are really hit on the head, a lot of the dialogue in these movies are so. It is
1: not an artful franchise in many ways. Not
0: much done with a scalpel. Right. A lot done with a hammer. With
1: a big bludgeoning tool. Yes, I agree.
0: This was a very subtle build of tension.
1: I just realized something about myself that it gives me a lot of pleasure to see you freaked out. Like, (laughs) the times that I laugh the hardest and, like, I'm having the most fun are when you're describing something that's really gotten under your skin. I'm like, yes, Marshall, keep going. (laughs) I don't know why. I love it so much. It's uh, really fun for me. So I'm so glad you enjoyed that scene. You could oh sure even more appreciation like, for it.
0: I was trying to bone up for this episode when I was like folding laundry and, you know, just other stuff while watching it, kind of watching it with one eye. But for that scene, it was like I put everything down and I was just like, I'm just going to watch this scene again.
1: It was more fun knowing where it was going. It's the kind of thing where you want to yes. watch it unfold. You want to watch oh yeah I got, I got a lot
0: scene. more out of it. The first time it was just kind of an uneasy feeling. Right. And the second time, it was, like, mechanisms in place, misleading things, and then I can watch the sister, and I'm just like, oh, look at her eyes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We are anti-purge in this household.
1: <laughs> Speak for yourself, daddy. Yeah, so so our cast of characters, they're forced to work together, Well, Frank Grillo is forced to have these people encumbering him on his long journey to get to his revenge, and they're fighting their way through the city. We learn that the government does kind of bust in to these low income housing yeah. to use the and opportunity the... of the purge to kill people to further thin out the population, which is not you know, the general public's understanding is we're allowed to hurt each other or do whatever we want. They don't understand that the government is like, haha, yeah, while you're doing this, we're gonna kill more of you ourselves, which is really sure. a really disturbing thing to learn. Be the be to me, one of the most interesting things to see in Anarchy was the. Let me make sure I'm remembering this correctly. the,
0: like the obstacle course.
1: Yeah, so the world, the world, the room. further understanding that there are people who are out there grabbing subjects to be auctioned off and all these rich people in evening gowns and tuxes like oh yes did you bring your special knives yeah. i bet you can't wait to cut these people apart and they have to defend themselves it, that was a really cool it
0: was really to cool me. it lost the relatability yeah of other scenes that kept me on pins and needles cuz it went into a very surreal place
1: yeah But I think this is a good example for me of while, as you put it, this is not a movie that accomplishes much with a scalpel. It's not precise. It's a little more clunky. However, this is a bold franchise. And for that, the fact that they like try things and like go places that are kind of extreme, I think I can appreciate. So for me, that was a good takeaway from Anarchy, just more of the world building. And ultimately, the characters have their due and some people die. And Frank Grillo, importantly, survives.
0: A lot of people live that you thought were going to die. Right. But what we did get is we get to see what happens when the sirens go off. Yeah. Whereas the first film, one side had an advantage, and the sirens went off, and now it was like, get out of my house.
1: Oh, by the way, I know we've moved on from the first film, but one of my favorite moments in the franchise is when that blonde-headed bitch, you know, they're sitting at the table, the wife is holding court, kind of like making sure everybody just stays where she can see them until the sirens go off, and then the blonde lady tries to hurt her again, you know, she reaches out, out and she slams her face down, breaks her face down hardcore on the table and she's Spits like out no more killing and it's just such a wonderful moment it's so brutal but like the one of the most satisfying things I've ever seen yeah. anyway yes in the second one we get to see
0: what well, happens when you're like moments away from like a dangerous encounter and then the sirens go off and they were coming right up on a Mexican standoff there were three parties and they all had guns and then all of a sudden and
1: everyone just obeys it yeah. which is weird it's like people respect the for some reason, I mean, I, I think, think the, the army
0: guys that. were like, We got to get off the streets. We're a shadowy operation, if oh, nothing else. Sure. They've got their orders.
1: Right. Yes. But like the general public. It's In like, general. The difference is one second before, one second after. Like someone doing an autopsy is going to be like, They died around this time. But like they won't be able exactly. to know one minute before, it's like one minute after.
0: Basketball. Did the ball leave your hand before the buzzer?
1: Right. But it seems like for the most part, people yeah. respect it. Like they're gonna stop they're, when the sirens? They're all
0: ready ago. to start shooting. It's just like, yeah, and we're done here. Okay, and I guess we'll all just the hospitals go back are to open. Work.
1: Yeah, like ugh, I just—that's the part where I'm just like, well, glad we all survived. Now we're gonna have nightmares for the next year until we have to do right. this shit again. Oh, it's just exhausting. But Frank Grillo's character—he's back, and now he's, he's got a name. In election year,
0: this July. Have your voice be heard. I purged. I purged. I purged. I purged. I purged because staying in is
1: un-American. Don't let your freedoms get taken away. I purged because it's my civic duty. Show your support. I purged for my family. For the purge. I purged to keep my country great. The
0: Purge, election year.
1: I remember seeing trailers for this and I thought the marketing was really fun. They really went, again, doubled down on the America thing. It was an election year for America in 2016. Yes. So they capitalized on that. I felt like it was really smart.
0: Something that uh, surprised me because I'd been seeing the iconography of this just sort of out there and the Uncle Sam purger and the... Statue of Liberty and the sort with of like the
1: neon, with the, yeah, face. and the
0: colonial look. Yeah, those were all foreigners
1: mm, in
0: my yeah. head when I saw the trailers and what have you. I pictured them to be like uber patriotic,
1: right, Americans,
0: Americans really taken the USA angle of The Purge. Yeah. But you know what? No one goes in for uh, American iconography like someone who's not from here.
1: In America, there's plenty of light beer and you can always find a party. Here's the poster, by the way. Okay. um, The Purge election year. You want to describe it? Front
0: and center, you got an Uncle Sam character with a red, white, and blue assault rifle.
1: And the tagline?
0: Keep America Great. Mm. So by the time this came out, that was already a tagline. Yeah. Actually, this would have been less than six months before the election.
1: Absolutely. And it's a July 4th weekend. Oh, there you go. you know, they're really, I think... leading into it. Yes. I don't think it can be overstated, especially once we get to the fourth film, how much the filmmakers were absolutely commenting on the increasing division of American politics today. I mean, and it's very muddy, but the idea that... Sure, keeping in
0: mind that they were all made one year ahead. Yeah. Now, now for election year... That was more of a marketing thing.
1: Sure. But, but the themes are there. I mean, they've the, been there since the first one. You know, people... The rich
0: versus the poor. Absolutely. And then racial divides.
1: Yeah. Racial divides. In, very importantly, racial divides.
0: So what we get in this one is Frank Garillo's back. This time he is security for a... A senator. Who opposes the purge, who is running for president, and it's felt that should she win, it would be the end of a purge. Right.
1: And there's a very on-the-nose scene, and this is something, again, with the kind of inartfulness. There was a scene that kind of made me, like, literally roll my eyes with a bunch of old white men sitting around a table. Yes. yes.
0: We must stop her. And the best way to do that, apparently, is to uh, remove the politicians of level 10 status are exempt, which she is.
1: It's a very political move in the sense that, like, literally and figuratively they
0: change the law to get at one person
1: exactly and at the same time they it's, try to make it look like they're doing it to be righteous and saying like you know what she's right
0: it's like gerrymandering
1: absolutely they're like we agree with her that why are we exempt we should sure. all be purging so she'll no longer be protected bye for the first time
0: since its inception no one has been granted special immunity from the purge no citizen or group will be exempt.
1: So our lead character, the senator, her team of people try to get her to go to like a safe... They're like, we have a place. I don't tut, know.
0: tut, won't hear of it.
1: Right. and I'm, she. Yeah, I'm going to stay
0: in the set from House of Cards.
1: Totally. Well, also, I had this thought where her whole reasoning is my constituents... I need them to relate to me. I
0: gotta be a woman of the people.
1: Absolutely. Which, by the way, she has some real clout because she was, like, victimized in a purge 10 years ago or five years ago, I don't know, Sometime They say, like,
0: 18 years ago, and oh. that really blows all the other timelines. Yeah. For want of a better estimate,
1: let's call it the year 2000. She's like, if my voters hear that I'm in some kind of whatever, while they have to blah, 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 they're not going to vote for me. Well, yeah, but you've got a team of security that they don't have. You might as well just call off your team of security. Yeah. Like, that's an extra special thing you have that regular people don't have is a bunch of security. It's
0: pretty easy in this movie to let a detail get stuck in your crawl. Because it flies right in the face of its own logic often. And that's the hardest to overcome.
1: Yeah. But at any rate, as expected.
0: They get attacked. They get attacked. Now it's just her and, and... They're on the run. Super Sarge. Yeah. And now they're being... Okay, this is like a stepping stone from part three to part four, in that this job has been hired out to, like, well-financed white power soldiers.
1: Yeah.
0: I kept expecting a twist, part because it's a movie, movies have twists, that they were, in fact, just regular U.S. soldiers disguising themselves as white power in case they got caught or something, and then when the leader takes off his helmet he's got like white power tattoos on his head but they look so fake oh. i thought that one of these guys would get killed and that like it would just rub off and it would be one of those like they're not white power these guys are just us soldiers <laughs> like that would, would be would a add reveal layer. they were just like too dark too thick too
1: too much like a makeup person had put them on in the makeup trailer yeah that i was ago.
0: expecting someone to just be like one of those uh shoe polish You know, like one of those reveals you get in movies. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Why are there
0: shoe polish on my hands? I don't know. I was just strangling that guy and now I've got shoe polish on my hands. I thought that would be a twist that no, these guys weren't white power, but no, they are.
1: As it turns out.
0: And they've got a lot of money.
1: Yeah.
0: And a lot of guns, which purge election is also kind of the last purge because she survives. She makes a big point out of not (laughs) It, the movie tries to have his cake and eat it, too. And tries to say, like, no, killing these people aren't the answer. But while we're at it, let's shoot a lot of them. Mm-mm. But she's like, if I can't win at the polls, then I can't win. Right. Because she has the opportunity to literally kill her political opponent.
1: Who's tried to kill her.
0: Yeah. Um, um, and, literally
1: and, in front of, like, a church of people. Yeah. Having a purge mass.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But doesn't take it. Keeps taking the moral high road. Meanwhile, and keeps
1: arguing with these, like underground
0: revolutionaries revolutionaries
1: who are trying desperately to kill these horrible people. And she's like, no, don't kill them. And they're like, what is wrong with you? You crazy lady.
0: Including the bloody stranger. Yes. He's
1: back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So she sticks to her guns by not sticking to guns, but the movie has it both ways. Mm. It manages some real firepower scenes. Yeah. All the while someone's like, turn the other cheek. Let your voices be heard at the voting poll. Mm Mm-hmm. That kind of thing.
1: I also think there's a lot more openly racial talk in this film. And I think a lot of that is portrayed with the shop owner. Mm-hmm. That whole storyline is pretty charming to me. He's got the guy who works for him, who winds yeah. up being able to take over the shop. He's an immigrant. Yeah, he's an immigrant again. I think they're really starting to lay sure. in themes from the real world today, which is a great example of how genre films like because this is horror but it's also action but films that are more on the fringes sci-fi horror genre tend to be the ones that most reflect what's going on i feel genuinely mm-hmm. as clunky as they are that as, yeah, yeah people will be studying these films the exploitation films years. absolutely people will be like these films more than films that are blatantly more than like I hate, this is going to sound insane, but like Selma, okay? Well, uh, it's a film that's the like, director of... uh, ostensibly about like the civil rights movement. But I think films like this, maybe they're not the smartest about it, but they are the most open-hearted about it in a way and more honest about what's actually happening in our society now. And it's reflecting it in ways we can't even see now. And then later we'll look back and be like, whoa, that was bold.
0: With hyperbole, the director of the last film is... First of all, we haven't even mentioned the writer-director of these films. And I'm, oh. I've just been afraid of getting his name wrong, so I haven't been bringing it up. But I'm going to do that it? right now.
1: James DeMonico.
0: James DeMonico, mm-hmm. writer-director. A lot of people have sort of sidestepped the originality of this by saying, like, oh, there was a Star Trek episode, and, oh, there was a Roman festival that did this. And they'll even go to so so far as to say, like, oh, it's a remake or it's based on this property or that property. I just think it's a type of story, you know, going back to the most dangerous game.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, what if you had a country full of most dangerous gamers?
1: Sure. Yeah. And you can look at it that way too. Like, I mean, what I'm saying is not the only way to look at it. Of course.
0: Well, the, um, the director of the first purge part four was not James.
1: James uh, De Monaco. De Monaco. That's right.
0: It is the director.
1: Gerard McMurray.
0: Gerard McMurray. Producer of the critically acclaimed, but, probably not that viewed, uh, Fruitville Station. The story of the last day in the life of a guy who was killed by the police, of a young black man killed by police at Fruitville Station. Right. It got a lot of attention. It got a lot of critical attention. Way more people are seeing the first purge than, you know, just in the theaters than we'll probably ever see Fruitville Station. Right. So, like you were saying, like the message, it's It's clunky. It's delivered with both hands. It's a little on the nose. It's hyperbolized, but it's getting to a lot of eyes and ears. Citizens, join the first purge. No oh, cops, no law. Don't trust him.
1: Announcing the, the commencement, commencement of, of the first, first purge. This land is what the hell is going
0: on? This land is
1: so you and I, in preparation for this podcast, we decided to see the first purge together, the fourth film. Yes, and there are some things about it that are really just like some of the most clunky things in the franchise but then things that are some of the most powerful rated r it's a real gut punch of a movie for me but it takes place right ahead of the first experimental purge set um,
0: on staten island
1: staten island
0: the writer director of the first three and just writer of this one
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh james is from staten island
1: interesting
0: his first film that starred ethan Hawke is called staten island Hmm. And his next film is called Once Upon a Time in Staten Island.
1: Wow! He's a local the boy, Staten done Island good. Trilogy.
0: So it's not just a random location, but it's one that completely makes sense. It's isolated, but it's very built up.
1: Yeah. So what's happened is we have the NFFA, the newly established mm-hmm. new founding fathers, and they're looking for a way to accomplish their kind of insidious goals. We learn. They've also got this psychologist who is like. I believe that people, if they get out their violent aggressions, they might then be calmer or something. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit muddy, but... So, Marissa Tomei plays the psychologist, and, and you pointed out to me... A they real must have get. Had her, they must have had her for, like, six hours one day. They didn't
0: get her for long. They
1: sure didn't. I
0: think a lot of, like, if you're not seeing her face, that's a body double in a wig, Yeah. first of all. Yeah. And there's a part that's so green-screened. You can see, like, the lines around her head. It...
1: uh And, not to mention, she's given... Not great lines to say they don't really do her. Great she's as on the
0: nose as everyone else. It's too
1: bad. She is, yeah. But everyone's doing their damn best. I will say that. Absolutely everyone in this movie. So the government says, based on this psychological scientific research, look at the doctor we have. She's beautiful and she's on camera <laughs> saying that this will work.
0: We can bring the economy experiment. back by calming everyone down. Is I that think the pitch? So.
1: It's a controversial idea. But they determined they're going to do this experiment. And guess what? Hey, don't get mad at us. It's going to be totally voluntary.
0: Everyone gets five grand.
1: Everyone. <laughs>
0: but then there's a bump if you go out and kill. And I'm like, that would just blow any science right. at all.
1: Yeah, it's pretty non-scientific. I did people.
0: like the prefab trailers that they set up. That was Like, cool. if this were to happen, that's probably what that would look like. Yeah. And they've got all these, like, boxes of tracking gear. And there's just, like, a whole pile of them. They just give you one of them. Yeah. That really felt kind of real it did it helped it feel real so later when he puts in contact lenses that are actually cameras pretty cool effect which is better technology than they had 20 years in the future (laughs) Uh i was really glad to see them glowing in their eyes that was cool because what it does is gives everyone who's decided to go out and purge these glowing eyes And there's this great part where the young man goes out to purge, and and there's all these people kind of looking at him from the window. So creepy. And they've all got these glowing eyes. It's beautiful. And they're all just folks, but they've all got glowing eyes. Yeah. Very creepy. That was a great moment. You're angry. Yes, I'm angry. Very angry.
1: You want to release that anger? I need to. Thank you for your honest answers. So we have a whole cast of characters again in this one. We have this girl who's in her twenties. She's really got faith that she can through the proper channels, meaning American Dream, we're told you work hard, you can work your way out of the project or whatever. And just a life track, right? She's like, if I work hard and save my money, I can get myself and my brother kind of out of this. But as the you occur. know, the world doesn't always reward you just for your hard work. And the brother, who's younger than her, is sort of dipping a toe into selling drugs. And you feel bad because he like does seem like a good kid. So already, they're living a life that's difficult. And unbeknownst to the sister, the brother signs up to receive the money.
0: For the Purge. Because he
1: wants to get back at...
0: Skeletor. Skeletor, this
1: like, weird first, crackhead who... First
0: character you meet. Made him
1: look... Yeah.
0: And and like cut him with a razor blade during a drug deal. That's right. And so he wants to go out and like kill Skeletor.
1: He is absolutely frightening. I just never knew what he was going to do. I so thought disturbing.
0: He would be like the Purge personified, which is what they sort of tried to do. That If totally. you take away like the government troops and the conspiracies... And you just take it for what it says it is. That this is a
1: guy who's been waiting his whole life for a Purge. Yeah. I don't like to feel good. I like to feel evil.
0: So we started these Purge films with like the white family harboring a person of color. Right. Being attacked by other white people, mostly. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the white Superman. I refer to Sergeant. <laughs> uh-huh. Who's got all the skills. Yeah. He's the good man with a gun that beats the bad man with a gun. Who will usher... Various people, including people of color, through the night.
1: Yeah, a very diverse cast of characters.
0: Second movie, he does it again with the senator in Mm -hmm. tow. Well, second with him in it. Now we're up to the fourth film, and now we get to have the conflicted good bad guy with all the skills.
1: A complicated hero. We haven't said yet.
0: Now he's a black man. The
1: drug kingpin.
0: He is a drug kingpin. He was described as a uh, crime lord in One Thing I Read.
1: Which is interesting, because I guess that's true, but he seems like such a good, nice guy that I wouldn't have used that word for him.
0: Sure. Even
1: though he's a crime lord. He
0: tries to give back, but you only can so much when you're poisoning your community.
1: Which is the point that our female protagonist tries to make to him. Like, they had a thing, time was, and she says to him, you don't have to live this life. And he's like, baby, I can give you everything. And she's like, I don't want all that. I want someone who's good-hearted and not participating in drugs, selling, and murder. Yeah. Right? but he's well off financially so it's very Yeah and he, he like
0: sponsors like a basketball program
1: right to probably like make himself feel better about all the bad shit he does
0: sure and then the corner he turns is when he finds the basketball team has been like all murdered yeah and that's when he's like this is my neighborhood i must right. protect it
1: so i think you were going somewhere with this but we've progressed into we got a whole cast of people of color who are like kind of leading this film we
0: no longer we you and i hey listeners we're white yeah. We don't need our white connection to these films to enjoy these films. We've gone far four whole movies and now are troubled that we don't know really what to think about him. Protagonist
1: yeah.
0: is a black man. He's out to save his friends of color mm-hmm. in the neighborhood of color, and no white guy is gonna come in and save everybody.
1: I just said up yours, baby. Before the internet did, you were the first person to say mm-hmm. the word black exploitation to me about this movie.
0: If this was made in the 70s without it being a sequel, if it was just a sort of alternate reality where in this world, as a great experiment, let's just say President Donald Pleasance <laughs> gets on the mic and says, crime will be legal for 12 hours in this one neighborhood. And here's the sort of superfly character, right. the, you know action-packed black man of the streets here to defend what's his. Sounds like a public mess.
1: Show do. Majority of the people, they're having a purge party. They're having fun. And yeah, Skeletor in one of the most upsetting scenes I've ever oh, he's seen in like dancing dancing, goes up and starts dancing with this girl in and his... he starts stabbing her in the middle of everyone it's so incredibly upsetting I can't even talk about watch it watch his
0: face when he starts dancing because he's dancing a little bit and he's like to him it's a murder party and he's just sort of
1: he's drinking in the moment before he's picking out his first victim in.
0: and everyone else is just a party party and it's like look at his
1: eyes yeah But I think that's an important statement the film is kind of making. What, to me, is kind of hopeful is that, like, initially, most people, they're not excited to take revenge on each other. They're just like, we're all cool. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, like, things go to hell in a handbasket. But it's not enough. And so they've hired mercenaries Mm -hmm. and, like, criminals to come in and stoke the
0: own. It really stretches logic in that all of a sudden well-armed mercenaries and clansmen people
1: be like what
0: and guys in ss uniforms It was like oh these are just regular staten islanders right
1: but i don't know maybe because it's the first we we don't realize we didn't realize until a while ago how many actual nazis are like hanging out just kind of looking normal these days who maybe would come out to party and put on their happy fun uniforms if it were time for a purge and they could sort of show their true colors
0: speaking of purge people in masks and what mm-hmm. you just said mm-hmm. a lot of what we get behind the scenes are stuntmen but when this movie was being filmed charlottesville yeah the tiki torch brigade i don't know what name they went under or, think, or got named I think in the press Tiki
1: torch brigade is exactly all they deserve
0: the yes. tiki torch brigade was super in the news yeah. so when it came to the guys going around on motorcycles who then go into the church and kill everybody Ugh. they were given khaki pants Yep. and white polos. That's
1: right.
0: Not a coincidence. However.
1: Nor was it a coincidence that they went into a church. Thankfully, we didn't see any of that. Sure, but
0: to open they fire.
1: they went there again, bold as hell. Yeah. So it's so upsetting, but they were like, no, we're putting this in the movie. Guess what? Because people are going into churches and killing people. That's reality. Yes. Please continue.
0: Well, I think a lot of these guys in masks have the masks because they're the same stuntmen over and over. Sure. By and large, that just makes good sense. And the average age of a seasoned, qualified stuntman is well above the average age of the Tiki Torch Brigade.
1: That's absolutely great. That's a great point.
0: So while I was looking at them, I'm like, oh, man, they are all wearing khakis and just the white polos that I've seen on the news so much. Yeah. But they're all a lot older. Like, (laughs) a lot of (laughs) these young men are exactly that. You look at their angry faces, and then you go...
1: You're 24. It's just, a, it's just
0: a lot of kids. Yeah. I mean, they're dangerous, and especially in large groups. Absolutely. And, you know, behind the wheel of a car, we've learned. But
1: They're very, very young. And
0: and that's a historical danger, you know, the very young en masse,
1: mm-hmm.
0: brown shirts, what have you. You know, these weren't old guys who were ready for a change. These were young guys who were angry. They weren't getting what they were they felt they were promised.
1: Right. But my Fuhrer, we are Nazis. We have no brains.
0: So these... Stunt, I'm going to say they were all stuntmen, riding the motorcycles and wielding the guns, really didn't match the image. They had the clothes, but they didn't go all the way yeah. to like the fresh faces of the Tiki Torch Brigade.
1: Yeah. That's all. No, I, I guess th- it was a,
0: that was kind of a long walk to that no, discrepancy. I'm,
1: I was with you on every meander of that walk. I'm fascinated. because yeah, I didn't think about it.
0: Originally, I think on the page, they probably would have had some kind of crazy purge costume like everyone else had. And the guys who stormed the projects, they've got this combination Nazi stormtrooper, I'm not even sure how to say it, like a Sambo mask, I'll just say, although that's not...
1: no, that is the way to say it. Okay. I think that accurately describes, I mean, blackface.
0: The old school blackface. Caricature,
1: absolutely, yeah. Which is crazy. I remember when we were watching this movie, there is that extended scene where he strangles strangles the guy in the mask.
0: There's not much gore in this film. Mm -mm. There's a lot of shooting. And there's a lot of implied gore, but, like, when everyone gets killed by the drones, everyone's just got these sort of well-placed bullet holes. Yeah. And you never see any exit wounds. Mm -hmm. They just got, like, bullets from above, and they've just got these sort of friendly, bloody marks on their foreheads and torsos. No one's got a hand missing. Yeah. No one's got their brains blown out. No one's got half a skull or a caved-in face, and maybe that's just a matter of the budget. Sure. So there wasn't much gore.
1: I'll be honest, I still felt a little sick.
0: But that snapping sound.
1: Especially during yes, that when scene when he
0: goes in to strangle a man to death and it's not quick. Earlier in the oh, film, he does one of those like one two neck breaks that you see in movies where you got to say like I think a little more force is involved in right. breaking a human's neck. But okay, on to the next one. Even though he had such a casual neck breaking not minutes before, that scene was drawn out.
1: And this article that I read talks about the filming of that scene and how, A, yes, it drags out forever. The guy he's strangling is wearing this Sambo caricature mask. And the camera kind of lingers on the guy getting strangled for a long time, which a lot of times when a character's strangling somebody, you see the person who's doing the strangling and they're angry and whatever. But like how purposeful that part of it is and... How intense the hand-to-hand combat is leading up to that—they're yeah. like in a stairwell fighting. And that moment is such a, again, incredibly, shockingly bold moment that I cannot imagine happening in another type of film, in another, not in that way,
0: not in such a popular film.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's such say. a mainstream film.
0: Skip to the end, the very ending, the last thing. I think is a product of the times. Realistically, for the first purge. The hero should have died, yeah, because we know the purge wins. Right in the end,
1: unfortunately,
0: the purge wins, it's but ultimately
1: not hopeful.
0: <laughs> no, but it goes out with him, the hero, Dimitri.
1: Elon Noel's character.
0: Someone goes, now what do we do? And he's like, we fight. We fight, yeah. I think if it wasn't for the rise, the recent rise of like white nationalism. Mm-hmm. And other obstacles in the way of uh, America's poor, they would have let him die the way he should have because the purge wins,
1: right? But as, they as a product to put of its in a time, strain of the resistance, yeah. Right. If
0: this had been made, I don't know, five years ago, right? Three years ago, totally. What have you
1: outside of this broiling? The context of like what we're all in the middle of, yeah. Uh huh.
0: They would have just let the themes of the film dictate the ending of the film, right? But current events are dictating the end of the film
1: film is so interesting the choices filmmakers make how to end a film that's directly related to you know
0: because if he represented the fight against the purge and the purge wins yeah he really should have died i thought he would have defeated the stormtroopers and then skeletor would have come out of nowhere and just stabbed him last minute Oof. kind of
1: I've been really one depressing not that it's yeah. not depressing but you know to begin with but like yeah because <sighs>
0: Yeah. We're looking at 10 to 20, depending which timeline you follow, years of the purge.
1: I'm afraid of Americans. I'm afraid of the world. I'm afraid I can't help it. I'm afraid I can't. I'm afraid of Americans. I'm afraid of the world. I'm afraid of
0: I'm finding this difficult to sum up because the movies don't quite fit together with each other. They
1: sure don't.
0: And within the movies, not everything all fits together, so to enjoy it, you're really more enjoying individual moments, individual points that are being made, individual scares that are, are effectively done. But then over that is the whole concept and they've found a great concept that could carry them through four films four not really the same films as far as continuity goes or even tone but i guess that's what they call an exploration
1: yeah i did not expect to come away feeling the way that i feel about these films i'm afraid of americans i'm afraid of the world i'm afraid i can't help it i'm afraid i can't one thing I was thinking of that I find so interesting about this franchise is how it did morph from something that was mostly horror to something that a was The A home like invasion action. film that exactly. needed
0: a good way to get rid of cell phones, Yeah, if you ask me. Sure. With more added on to it, but yeah. I think at its heart. It was addressing the problem that every horror movie faces these days.
1: And for whatever reason, thematically or whatever, it evolved into, I mean, the prequel is such an incredibly different film than the original film that you, you go like, whoa, I can't believe these are part of the same kind of series of films.
0: Yeah, it got an opportunity to say more than it did the first time and took that opportunity.
1: Yeah, and ran with it.
0: So, hey, Purge, folks, you don't need my recommendation. It's a popular series. If you're like me and have always just sort of given it a pass, there's more there than you'd think is there. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. If you think you should watch the first Purge first, because it's called the first Purge, <laughs> I really can't speak to what your experience is going to be, because mm-hmm. I went part one, part two, part three, part four. Um, so thank you for joining us. Cat. before I, uh, I check out, I got something to mail. You did? Sure. You'd know what it is if you... Oh,
1: uh-huh. I bet I do. I bet you do. And every time I come over here, I get presents and surprises and treats.
0: <laughs> it is a comic book.
1: Is this for me to keep?
0: That's for you to keep. We got two copies.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Okay, so it's one story within an anthology. What I'm holding here is called Neshi Press Anthology Number no. 5. N-E-S-H-I mm-hmm. Press. With well over a dozen Contributors. Yep. Each with their own story. Our interest, and I'm, I'm going to read all these, well,
1: this but. This looks really nice.
0: Yeah. I believe these are all like self publishers who got together under one umbrella. For sure. Uh, the Neshi umbrella.
1: That's a very cool way to get your work out, and, you know, with your powers combined.
0: If you go Not about, about two thirds of the way through okay. it, you will find our old fan and friend, Kevin Shealy.
1: What up, Kev? (laughs) Has given us
0: another kitten cat got bats for
1: brains.
0: (laughs) Have you seen the first page yet? Yep. Go to to the bottom.
1: Special thanks to Boys and Ghouls podcast.
0: Special thanks to Boys and Ghouls podcast. Wow. In this story, Kit decides he's got to go to a video store. Can't stream.
1: Yeah.
0: Despite Kat saying, but there's thousands of things streaming. (laughs) And he's like, well, I have to go to a video store, so you're coming with me.
1: I need physical media.
0: He goes, and she gets captured by Satanists for a couple of pages. It turns out it's the video store owners who are trying everything they can to keep people coming to their
1: stores.
0: (laughs) To keep from closing. So they're trying human sacrifice.
1: Ooh, I love their cloaks.
0: I'm going to spoil the ending, because that's uh, the best part. Mm -hmm. Which is, Kat talks some sense into them and says, With social media, you can turn this place into a hipster haven. And that's got some logic behind it. If you see how popular Slashback Video is doing. Oh, yeah. They're going to do a whole nother thing at the Mystic Museum. They've yeah. been at... Uh, they what?
1: did an installment at Midsummer Scream. In, in Midsummer Scream. Yeah. People at, are eating it up.
0: Yeah. So now all the hipsters have come to the old video store. And yeah. you may recognize a couple of those hipsters.
1: I do. <laughs> it's us.
0: As a, <laughs> a very accurate, I'll say. Because oh they, they drew me pretty buff. Now, these were taken from photos online. We never uh, posed. Yeah. I'm dressed exactly like my father.
1: Absolutely. Oh, no. Uh, you've, you're just dressed like a man. You're wearing a white t-shirt. You
0: and wear... blue jeans.
1: Sure, that's, yeah.
0: That's my dad's uniform in life. <laughs> you're next to me in like a beanie.
1: Uh-huh. Cool glasses.
0: Do you own a beanie? Was that taken from... Do you think he found a photo of you?
1: I've definitely worn many a beanie It feels. In my day. It feels true.
0: 100%. You know what's also good? The height differential. Yeah. I guess he found a picture of us standing together. Uh-huh. And so you're you're like... You've
1: got really cool hair. Yes. It's very cool.
0: I'm a bit more muscular looking. A little little more defined of a chin. It's cool. I'm a pretty big guy, as is.
1: Shouldn't we be our best selves in comic form? I think I should. mean, I think so. And you're asking me a question.
0: Yeah. It's like, so what'd you get? And you say Pet Cemetery, <laughs> And it's spelled correctly.
1: It is. Of L- course it is.
0: With an S instead of a C. Yeah. So there we go. We have been immortalized.
1: <sighs> that's so cool. And if I... anybody
0: wants to check out Kitten Cat Got Bats for Brains, again that's creepy with a K, Kevin Sheely. Yeah. Find him on Facebook, S H E E L Y. Kevin.
1: I, that makes me feel so special. And we, that's
0: we had to like so sign off on this. Cool. And he sent us like the, the pencil sketch and yeah. I sent it to my dad and he made it his Facebook profile picture <laughs> for a little while.
1: <laughs> oh, dad's on Facebook. This is genuinely, like, an honor to be a tiny part of such a cool thing. I can't wait to read this whole little story. Like,
0: we knew. Like, we're never going to get rich off Boys and Ghouls. But we knew, like, just sending ourselves out there into the world. That certain things would come back to us.
1: I never even thought and, about it. And, and they have in the that's weirdest been ways. that nice really? surprise. Yeah. I mean, I guess I never really understood the extent to which we would sort of make very personal connections with people that we don't know at all who are I now consider like friends. Um, internet friends. That sure. I don't think I understood the potential for that. I mean, I'm sure I thought, like, maybe I'll get a free movie screener sometime. Which is, that stuff's cool, but not nearly as cool as this stuff. Yeah. This kind of stuff where somebody's like, these people feel like my friends. I'm going to draw them and put them in my comic book. That's the coolest thing on the planet.
0: So, on top of that, I found out last night, just going off the um, the themes of that story, which is the empty dying video store Mm -hmm. odyssey video yeah it's closing (gasps) what and they're selling off their stock okay so i went in today and i was like i'm gonna buy something i'm gonna take something home from odyssey video that's gonna be mine now yeah so i went through their horror section i didn't have a shopping agenda i just wanted to take something home so, I got a vampire movie, a Frankenstein movie, and a werewolf movie. So
1: nice, classic.
0: The vampire movie is The Vampire Happening. It's a foreign film. I think it's one of those like sex comedies with vampires.
1: <laughs> satirical, but it's spelled like satyr. Do you see? Like in the satanic way? That's really funny. A satirical horror comedy of a beautiful woman with exotic, quote, tastes. taste. Taste. I, I keep
0: running across like images of this movie or oh. like, like the trailer whenever I'm looking up just like wacko amazing horror trailers that one always sticks out so I'll see that the Frankenstein movie Lady Frankenstein Ooh. who is this? this irresistible creature who has an insatiable, insatiable love, for love for the, the, the dead. dead
1: it's got a bosom
0: Lady wow. Frankenstein
1: Ooh, only the monster she made could satisfy her strange desires.
0: So, and this movie I'm very familiar with, this one's the werewolf movie, Silver Bullet. But
1: of course, you know, I have not watched this movie as an adult, but I watched it a lot as a kid and it really scared me. The preacher with the eye. Oh yeah. Gone. Really scared me. And I've never read the book or it's a series of shorter, right?
0: It's a novella.
1: Cycle of the werewolf, right? It there's like there's a parts. chapter
0: per month. Right. And it takes yes. a year.
1: But I haven't read it, shamefully. But yes, I was torn between be feeling my, you know, the crush I had on Corey Haim, of course. Mm-hmm. He was I was very into him, but um I was afraid of this movie scared me a lot. Wow. Good choices.
0: Yeah. Nice. So there's another video store right down the street. I actually ran into a guy who works at Eddie Brandt's Saturday matinee, like, on the corner mm. as I was going into Odyssey. And he's like, hey, man, what's up? And I'm like, going into Odyssey, you're going to go uh, pick over its bones, <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's closing. And It's um, too bad. So that leaves us Eddie Brandt's, which keeps Odd Hours, but has an incredible right. selection. So I really hope they hang in there. Because... Yeah. After the, I don't know where the nearest video store is after that.
1: Um, there is, uh, they've moved locations, but That's Vidiots funny. in Santa Monica, they were going to close. They announced they were closing. And a uh, in fact, I think it was one donor donated like $30,000 or something to keep them going. Cool. So they wouldn't have to close, but then they moved locations and I don't know where to, but they are still open. Just okay. At least, I just like knowing they exist.
0: Yeah it's uh it's just a sorry thing that the experience is going away and even if you don't do it very often you like to know that it's out there of and an option
1: yeah if once they start once they all close it feel like well you can't go home again right because there is something about that experience um please reference our vhs episode or blockbuster night or um just but, the uh,
0: last episode we did
1: yeah what's in the box what's in the box we've covered a lot of nostalgia for those experiences but there is something for those of us who spent a lot of time in video stores there is something about being able to go to one that gives us a little taste of the past in a way that not sure. a lot does. and
0: i mean and just the experience itself just being in a tangible place of movies
1: among like-minded people as well a, lot a of times, temple to film people to check that to. smells kind of weird yeah 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 good um, territory
0: But, uh, folks, we're not telling you anything you don't already know. We hope, though, uh, we did pass a few nuggets of... We didn't really uh, lean heavily onto the trivia on this Mm -hmm. one. Mm -mm. More just our own takeaways of the Purge films.
1: I still think it was quite a lively conversation.
0: Oh, sure, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And we hope you did, too, good people. uh, Because you've made it to the end of the podcast. So we hope to see you next time. If uh, you're new to our podcast, we've got... 70 other episodes just as good
1: and if you want to get in touch with us you can write us at boys and ghouls at gmail.com find us, you us on can facebook find us on facebook boys and ghouls podcast you can find us on twitter on instagram marshall do you still spend time on pinterest oh yeah um as marshall says on the internet if uh it's free we're probably on it so just google boys and ghouls podcast you'll find us say hi we love hearing from you that's um, it's the truth. always the best day when we get an email or a tweet so keep doing that
0: Okay, and uh, as always...
1: Beware the moon.
0: Beware. Decay.
1: Beware. Beware.